0: Hello, my name is Giancarlo, and welcome to the Creative Gap Podcast. This show is meant to guide creatives, filmmakers, entrepreneurs, designers, artists. We are going to be talking about all things related to craft, passion, ownership, self-employment physical, mental health, and a bunch of other things, too. So, hopefully you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Creative Gap Podcast. Today, we have a very talented guest, a little bit different. We are not talking to a filmmaker today. Um, I first met this guy a few years ago when I was down in Orlando, Florida, shooting a music video, and he was close friends with the artists, the members of the group, and also supplied a lot of the wardrobe uh, when I was first when I first met him and I saw his clothing, um, I was seriously just absolutely blown away with his style, the uniqueness, and just the amount of time and attention he put into every last detail of his clothing. And it was honestly unlike anything I've truly ever seen before. And uh, I think at that time I bought a couple pieces, and then ever since then I have also acquired some additional pieces of his as well. Um, But yeah, it's truly amazing. I'm excited to talk to him about it. But besides clothing and fashion, he is also just truly an amazing artist and a photographer in his own right as well. Um, So I'm really excited to bring on Jose, owner of Last Call, the amazing clothing brand. What's up, brother? What's good? (laughs) Thank you for coming on, man. The first thing I like to do is kind of just uh, give people a little background about you. Just introduce yourself and tell people where you come from and a little bit of a backstory about yourself.
1: Cool. Um, my name is Jose. I'm from a very, very small town. I need to figure out how many people are in this town, actually, because I, I feel like that's that'll just give it that like a <laughs> yeah. spectrum of how small this place is. There's only two gas stations here <laughs> for like the entire town. There's no grocery stores, so I'm from like a little um, farm town. A lot of uh, cows, a lot of horses. Everyone has at least three acres. Uh, it's in the woods. So I'm from Geneva. I'm um, 25. Um, I create clothes, like thrifts a lot. I stockpile. And then whenever I have this like creative spark uh, to just do anything, I immediately instantly go to my sewing machine and just work on that until like I feel accomplished. All and i right. just doing it again the next day and the next day.
0: Cool, man. Um, Give me a little background about, like, just your desire to want to create clothing and fashion. Like, where did that where did that
1: come to be? Yeah, I love talking about it. So, to tell that story, I actually have to talk about my dad real quick. Please uh, do, yeah. So, hopefully I can do this in a good amount of time. Uh, when my dad was 12, um, uh, my grandpa kicked him out of the, his ha- their house in Mexico. Uh, this is back in the... I don't know, sixties, seventies, around then, eighties maybe. I don't know. Um, and he kicked them out. So my dad, very young, and the desire to to have, you know, to live and to to you know just be able to just be a normal human being to buy groceries and do all these things, he decided to come to America at a very at the age of twelve um with uh a group of other like-minded people um i don't know if you know what coyote is Mm -hmm. so he came with the coyote they guided he guided them and my dad through the desert to go to texas and unfortunately life happened and immigration came and everyone dispersed everywhere and my dad got lost he was by himself for like a week in the desert He was 12 years old has no Jeez. idea where he is. Um, during the night, he would have to dig holes and put, I always forget what they're called, those thorn bushes on top okay, of Okay, I know him. what you're
0: talking about. Yeah, yeah,
1: So actual coyotes didn't like attack him and try to eat him because they were all around. And then somehow, by the grace of God, he found himself walking towards this light in the distance, and there was a bridge... There was a bridge near this light. and stayed under this bridge for, I don't remember how long, but probably three or four days. People would give him money and change here and there. And then, luckily enough, uh, there was this man that offered um, to put him up in a motel for a week and then let him stay there. He paid for the motel. He actually called his contact, the person who he was supposed to contact when he arrived to, America, and everything was good, but just those steps to get to America at the age of 12, like that, sticks yeah. in my head all the time, and I'm just like, if he can do that and just continue, why? I, I can't. There's no way I I can just stop or take a day off.
0: Like He doesn't yeah. take it all off. He, so is he like your bad. biggest inspiration? 100% yeah yeah
1: he's uh he's the number one reason why i go as hard as i do every day amazing yeah uh, appreciate
0: you telling me that story that's it's remarkable hearing stories like that um and i don't know how they do it like at 12 years old that's just, it's the most insane thing thinking about me at 12 years old trying to do that i would not have been able to uh,
1: never <laughs> i think about that as well that's I'm crazy so you What was that? I'm glad I don't have to do anything like that. I'm glad he went through that struggle and has put me in a great position to, like, try and achieve this dream of, like, making, you know... Amazing. Yeah, a club designer.
0: Definitely. So we, uh, the first question was kind of going back to the original, like how you found fashion and clothing, and then you wanted it to kind of start with your dad in that story. So can you kind of bring me back a little bit to how you kind of found fashion, how you found clothing and what inspired you that way?
1: How did I find fashion? I mean, I was broke. Uh, uh, I've always been broke. I'm just not good with money management <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So when I was when I graduated high school, me and Drex, the artist that we were referring to, um, and two, two other homies, we moved in together and I never had a job. I didn't really know how to pay rent. So they, my friends were just egging me on the, oh, you should just start clothing because I would get thrifty all the time. And I would find really, I just liked the way things felt. I liked the way denim felt. I liked the way old t-shirts felt, um, yeah, I love old I just loved how much time and effort companies from the '90s and even early 2000s um, just, you know, really were dedicated to their craft. You know, every little thing was important. So I always bought things like that, and then my friends noticed, and they were just like, "Yo, you should do. You should make a brand. You should push this." And then eventually, I did. But I mean, it wasn't. It's the most basic stuff. I would just be bleaching clothes, or tie dyeing t-shirts, or painting on t-shirts. Um, from, uh, I would buy this paint called Oops Paint from Home Depot. Mm-hmm. I was like the the returned paint that that, <laughs> yeah, that would bring back, because <laughs> I was broke, so it was the cheapest shit, and I would buy that, and uh, I would just paint on clothes, and. Uh, that's where it all started. And then, um, I don't know, I just always kept up with like uh, archive pages on Instagram. Mm. They would post unique brands. And then I would always watch um, uh, that one complex um, show in the morning. It's called, I'm not sure, um, Everyday Struggle. I think that's what it was.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. And it was Joe Budden and this dude named Academics. And they were, they would talk about fashion and hip hop and all this shit. And I would just be interested. I would look up things that they would talk about. And uh, I don't know. I just kept, I kept with it. I would find these cool artists and I found a lot of, a mo- lot more inspiration. And I just kept digging and digging until like I found myself invested, you know, in this yeah. a
0: lot definitely so when drex and all the and your other friends first came up to you and were like hey you should start this brand what were your what was your first reaction did you think you could do it were you like hesitant about it like where did you stand when they first brought that up to you
1: i mean with everything you're always hesitant because it's just like Mm -hmm. other thing you have to do in your life uh but i think it's hard to remember but i think i wanted to do it i think it was like one of those things aside from photography, because I was really on, on my photography, um, way back then, uh, clothes were just like another part of me. So there was a part that was like, might be a little difficult. There might be a lot of problems along the way, which with everything there is, but, um, I just, I, I wanted to do it. Like it was, I thought about it each and every day until I thought of a name, and then I made a logo, and I thought of ideas. It's like, oh, this could be very fun, and I just Ooh. pursued that.
0: Speaking of names, logos, how did Last Call come to be? Like, what does it mean? Was it like, what's the significance of it?
1: So, Last Call. Um, <laughs> so I I I made the name, and then I remember people outside of my friend group would just be like oh last call like you're talking about uh last call for drinks or some shit like Mm. that i I had no idea at the time i didn't make the correlation (laughs) of that but uh that was just a little fun fact uh last call is basically um i remember watching some so i would i would look on archive pages and i would look at what brands would do and i would see the same gimmick i would say see the same thing being repeated and i would just be like and I just wish, like, people would you know, get out of their comfort zone, try something, like, very unique and really try to uh, create wild, you know, pieces or something along those lines. And then I thought to myself, I should just do that. And the the, the name Last Call comes from, um, this is, like, the last call for a brand, my brand, mm. to create these very unique, very interesting, um, pieces that, that, that are conversation starters and that have ideas and thoughts and stories, story, especially, um, behind everything that I do, whether it's because it's vintage or because I thrifted it or, you know, cause there's a story along those lines as well, or because I thrifted it in Mexico and brought it back here. There's always something, some story connected to every piece. And that's what last call is. It's it's the last call for brands to really go, um, this incredibly hard on that path of one of one
0: Wow. Yeah. Your pieces are just, like I said before, I, I haven't seen any, they're so unique in their own right. I mean, the only considerable thing that I can maybe compare is just like the uniqueness of like Kid super or something like how he's so out of the box. Um, like what, what other inspirations in fa- fashion, um, have kind of inspired you to kind of create last call to be kind of what it is today.
1: I am a very forgetful person, but there is a couple names that come to mind when I think of like, oh, they push me. So I should keep trying. Um, there's this dude by the name of ass pizza, really weird name, but, um, he's a designer he's a creator. He's just a creative person out of New York City. Um, he's been making clothes for like, you know, I don't know, the last 8, 9, 10 years or something like that. He's like this streetwear king, you know? Very under... Well, not very underground, but there's always a lot of people that, that know of him. Um, uh, he does a lot of screen print stuff. He does a lot of patchwork stuff too. Well, he used to do a lot of patchwork stuff um, with this other creator by the name of... Uh, Kentucky boy Tyler, he's another inspiration. He's part of the reason why I did um, some couches two months ago Mm -hmm. ago or something. Um, He does a lot of scrap work. Uh, I remember it's just really cool. He makes a lot of he used to do a lot of these like t-shirt puffer jackets back then that were crazy because he would screen print them and he would stitch a bunch of t-shirts together and then make a huge puffer out of them. Uh, and that was in collaboration with that as pizza. And then there's this other dude also in their friend group, um, by the name of father Steve, um, he has the design logo that that's like a rip off of Mickey mouse, but not really at the same time. Um, he's, he's a really funny guy and an inspiration to just keep pushing forward with creativity. Um, I have one of his hats somewhere around, but He's a really cool creator uh and then kid super obviously uh i've been forgot. i think drex actually introduced me to phone i'm not mistaken and i've been watching ever since he told me about him, i think i watched his youtube videos and ever since the first youtube video i was like oh shit he actually just makes stuff and that's all he does and he's really yeah. good <laughs> oh so, um i've been i'm like I, I, in these moments I'm in right now, I'm really inspired by what he does. Mm. Uh, holds. I mean, he's very creative with every runway show. He, he thinks outside of the box when fucking COVID happened and no one could go outside. He did a runway show with uh, dolls or you know, what's okay, oh, uh, yeah. I would have called stop, stop animation. Oh, stop like stop motion. Yeah, he did like a stop motion runway show and it was crazy um his his other runway show i think he had two years ago he he had an auction house and he would Mm. auction off his paintings that he made with the clothes that matched that and it was just crazy so uh things like that
0: oh i think you're frozen so sorry for the interruption uh, we were just kind of talking about his inspirations and talking a little bit about Kid Super and everything like that. But um, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about how you actually learned how to do all of this stuff, like patchworking and sewing and everything. Like I, I I'm assuming you didn't go to school for fashion and everything. You were just self-taught. Like how did, like how did you learn? Um, how to do
1: it? A little bit of help from everywhere, really. Um, when I would go thrifting, I would run into the unique people that would, you know, be interested in. Semi interested in making clothes, so they would have a little tip on how to do this. And I would, you know, say something that I know, help it would help that. Uh, I remember there was this one time I, I went to the Goodwill Bins. Um, if, for anyone that doesn't know, it's this huge Goodwill warehouse where uh, the retail stores just dump all their clothes there and uh, they sell everything for like uh, I don't know, like less than a dollar a pound or something like that. So, um, I ran into this lady there, and I remember I was trying to do these pants. I was like, How would you do them? And she's like, Oh, all you have to do is unstitch the seam in the middle that go that runs along the crotch area down the leg. And then I uh, just uh, stitch whatever you want on any leg and then stitch it back up. And I'm like, Mind blown. Like, that's, I didn't think of it at the time, but that makes sense. And ever since then, I would just look at clothes too. And I would just imagine to myself, I would think like, oh, how, would they, how did that brand stitch that on top of that? And it's funny cause I would take things apart now and I would learn as I take things apart. So when I, when it comes to putting something back together or making something out of scratch, I would be like, oh, I remember when I was taking this apart, they did that, they did that, you know, seam allowance like this, or they stitched this much, or they didn't do this, or I would just learn as I when and then mainly YouTube, I would just watch if I wanted, to, if I wanted to learn something specifically, like how to make a bucket hat, I looked up, Yeah, you know, how to make a bucket hat and like the most viewed or the easiest video or if I had a blueprint, which is a very difficult thing. I would watch 20 videos and then try to find the simplest one. <laughs> Because uh, there's a lot of things that go into screen printing. Uh, luckily enough, I found this dude that just spoke it in the easiest way possible. And then uh, I would, you know, figure out things like that. And that's how it went, you know. I would just either learn from um doing it hands-on or learn from watching or learn you know, in person when somebody would want to talk and a talk
0: definitely so i i feel like now like just looking at your instagram and everything like your your clothing is so well received like especially when i wear your pieces out it's always like a i always get compliments no matter what anywhere i am no matter who it is i can promise you and i, I swear to god i get compliments by multiple people every day by it um and people are just blown like i'll there's been a few times where i've secretly like looked and then yeah. they're kind of like Taking a photo like this, it's crazy, and so many people have asked me who makes mm-hmm. it, and um, it's just it's a head turner. Every single piece, just it—that's what it is. Um, was that was it always like that in the beginning? Like, did people receive your vision well in the beginning, or did it take a while for
1: people and to see it? With everything, everything's a learning curve. So, to answer your question, no, uh, it was the first year or two. Like I said, all I would do was just paint and bleach and tie dye and that was received as every other mediocre art would be received all is you know fraudulent and then uh you know i learned as i went along i was like okay i need to figure this out if i really want you know last call to stand for something and really speak on what it means then i have to just keep growing and learning so then i would just think of like my inspiration like ass pizza and I would see he would just stitch everything all the time on the hey on all his pieces so I was like okay how do I do the exact same thing but making my own and just push it out forward and then ever since I saw that you know got that you know urge of just like I want to, to do better it, that's when the head started wrong like they would just watch and they would always just like take notice and um it was always it's always so cool that you that that I hear that still because I, I that's what last call is that's why I made it the way I knew it's yeah I want every piece to be a head turner I want people to be like oh this is like so wild I've never seen anything like this before. or I want you know possibly give them a creative spark and you know do something yeah. or you know whatever that may lead into I just want it to to be either a conversation starter or just really inspire someone
0: and, uh, man that the, the denim jacket that you made me a uh, couple what was it last month two months I don't know, a couple cute. months ago um i wore it to uh i wore it to a party one night and i can't tell you every person came up to me That's and said cute. something and then there were multiple people that were like yo can yeah, i just try yeah, that on real wow. quick that shit looks super comfy <laughs> <I> <laughs> yeah, love that. Yeah. dude it's, it's crazy it's amazing and it's just it's, it's, I wear it when I'm trying to feel like, when I'm feeling super outgoing no. to, like if I'm feeling like, wow, I want to, I want to, I want to be yeah. someone today. Like I'll wear some crazy yeah. shit like that. Um, and I, I really love it. Girls, um,
1: awesome.
0: Man, it's, it's so cool. It's so cool. Um, have you, have you had an experience where you're just like out somewhere and like you've seen your clothing somewhere? Have you yeah, ever had yeah, like yeah. an experience um,
1: like that? Um, uh, luckily enough, I've made enough pieces to wear, uh, they're out in the world, and, you know, sometimes I'll catch one. Uh, I remember in Gainesville. Gainesville is a little smaller, so this might be a little different. But um, in Gainesville, a lot of people really like Last Call. I don't know, maybe it's the the broad spectrum of like um, how many different ethnic ethnic people are out there. Like, there's just mm. a broad spectrum of every every person out there, and they really care of this creativity thing that I'm doing. So I remember. One time, I'm just walking out of my friend's store. The How bizarre, and in the distance, I don't know, like half a mile out or something like that. I could see or not half a mile, like I don't know, uh, twenty, yeah, a couple dude, hundred just, feet, something, something that. like that. I'm <laughs> yeah. bad with distance, <laughs> so something like that. I see it, and uh, I'm just like, man, that's crazy. Like I love, I love that that feeling of just yeah, it's not so cool. having to be a part of, you know, their day and they, no matter what, they're just wearing that piece. Um, hmm. I think it's cool. I have seen it in Orlando. I've had friends DM me pictures where they randomly see somebody in the last call. Um, I've had a situation in Los Angeles when my homie Drex was on tour and they were at this venue and there's this kid there for a completely different reason uh, to watch this other group that were uh, headlining there. And she noticed me, and he's like, oh, your last call. I'm like, what the? Oh, this? wow. How
0: that's so what cool. <laughs> he must he must have been a huge follower because it wasn't even just like the clothing. He recognized yeah, yeah, you yeah. Specifically. That was so
1: cool to me. And I was just like, whoa, that's crazy. <laughs>
0: i so, love her that's cool i want to so like another maybe this is intentional that you did or maybe it just happened because of the type of clothing that you make but like people that start clothing brands you could either go in like two directions one is like you create a lot like quantity like you'll have 20 larges 20 medium, smalls extra larges and you'll try to do it that way but you are going in the route where it's like this is one piece and one Not piece that. only type of thing like was that an intentional route and is that something that you foresee as being kind of like your business model
1: um, per se? it's a funny thing because i always want to do more than just one uh one-on-one pieces like i want to make this into a a broad spectrum but also keep this into that one one-on-one pieces catalog mm-hmm. like i want to have to have the one-on-one pieces that are like really uh, storytellers. And then I want to have like a bunch of the same t-shirts in different sizes, but very unique designs that are created by me or my friends or, you know, somebody, my sister, you know, somebody in my family. And, um, it wasn't, I just worked with what I had. So I, I don't know how to manufacture, I don't know how to design. Um, it's not really something that, you know, brought, you know, I, I just didn't get grab any attention to it, I would just make clothes. I would have crazy ideas and then I would just make something in the morning. Now, eventually, if the idea is like mildly creative enough, and then I know manufacturers and it's something that they can create, but you know, it's it's still very unique in its own right. Maybe one day I'll make more pieces like that, but I will always love this. piece, one of one garments. They're just so they're just too unique not to continue that story. You know? As much as I Definitely. love Kids Super, um there is that like that switch that when you get a piece, because I have one of his jacket I have a couple of his pieces, but I have one of his jackets called the Kissing Jacket. I don't know if you've seen it. uh
0: I, I may have seen it. It sounds familiar. It's
1: literally or you may have seen the puffer that was more um popular, but he did like a like a canvas denim um, kissy outfit. Mm. And I it, so fire. Great, great items. Gold piece. <laughs> but the quality of it is not up to par That w- what I would assume a kid's super. Mm. Creativity is all there. Everything's all there. Nothing on that. It's obviously, just had to be the cost. That's all it is.
0: Yeah. One. It was just due to like manufacturing yeah, quantity. I,
1: that's on. I would assume that's what it is, because you know brands have to deal with that all the time to just keep it under budget. Mm-hmm. Um but it's a great piece. But me personally, I want that like I want the story being told. I want it to be a dope piece, and I want it to feel like it I want all those three. I want to mark each of those checkboxes. Like that's that's all I want to do. Um so If I can do that and manufacture, or if I just have to stick with this like route one-on-one, so be it, you know? Mm. And most
0: of the stuff you sell through your website, do you do like any sort of pop-up stands? Like how, how do you kind of start selling Um, your
1: stuff? At first it was always just pop-ups. I I didn't have a website. Um, I was lucky enough that my friend Drex was just a very great communicator and he would uh, hook me up when he would perform somewhere. I would just be able to sell my clothes at his events. So I would sell stuff there. Nothing really ever sold. Cause like I said, it was literally just painted and bleach and stuff like that. Uh, and then uh, I figured out much more. Uh, I, I obviously I grew and developed more and then I found the proper events. To go to like this one called the Florida Vintage Market, very unique. Uh, it's a bunch of
0: sounds like it's oh, up oh yeah, the alley. it's a
1: bunch of vintage uh, resellers, like fifty plus, A lot of great people, wow. and uh, they throw they throw one every month, and they switch between Orlando and Gainesville, and um, they're it's very good, it because the community everyone loves vintage, so anyone. Yeah. Anyone that comes to my, my little stand, my pop up, uh would notice, oh, these are vintage pieces, but they're also altered. So I'd call to a good community through that. And then, um, I want to focus more on curated pop-ups, not just that, like I want to grow more. Um, and part of that was, uh, prototyping this last event, this at Saturday, the big show, my friends through this uh mini festival um they had zach fox perform and um some other great uh artists and uh it was like my first time doing something that isn't just a pop-up like i wanted to make this like little lounge area and i made Amazing. two couches so i borrowed them from my friend that they commissioned me and i had them there and i had like uh my playstation and the tv and you could just sit on these couches so it was a it was, full vibe. A vibe. Was, yeah, you well, wanted yeah, to create. I it. wanted to create like a little space yeah. where not only you shop if you were interested, you could just chill out. And yeah. I yeah. If, throughout the night that I exceeded those exactly where I wanted. And throughout Amazing. this year I wanna do more of that. I wanna find more I'm gonna curate my pop ups a lot more. Um in the, I'm gonna go to Atlanta. There's this thing called uh atlanta streetwear market where it's literally just a bunch of underground streetwear brands that are in this warehouse and uh, i want to see how my brand can translate because i've been to atlanta um for a tour stop at drex one to and people really like last call out there it was like a little mini i compared it to like a little mini new york city and uh, i i want to go back and see how that is. And is i'm also going to do art basil uh, at the end of the Work. Mm, yeah sweet. i mean i'm very popular for that because yeah. uh, i have some friends that are that have already been to art Basel. um they're na- uh by the they have a brand uh called enigmatic so they're from orlando and i'm super excited and super stoked to create this this space in art basil with them uh because it's going to be like a something that's so exciting yeah. And then I also did a gallery show early March, and that was really cool to see because my clothes were displayed in in a very unique format that I've never seen before. Yeah, I've no, I have no, I saw that. I wanted to
0: talk about that, too. Like from the creation of that or just like the conception of even like the idea, oh, I'm going to have like this kind of show. Walk me through this process of how you actually created this entire um,
1: thing. Okay, so... It actually started off very bad because it hit me up <laughs> last December. Or this December, though, just passed. I was in Mexico. They sent me an email. They're like, oh, we're doing this uh, this gallery show and we would love for you to be a part of it. Um, these two ladies by the name of Anne and Angela uh, from the Thomas Center in Gainesville. And uh, <laughs> I saw that the artist uh, artist's artwork that they wanted to put me with and I didn't see the correlation well enough for me to be like, okay, this is a great idea, let's go. And then one of my good friends, Layla, um, she called me, uh, while I was in Mexico eating some food, and she's like, "You gotta do this. This is a big mistake. You don't do this." <laughs> <laughs> Did you turn them down by this I point? Like, you said no. no. Uh-uh. Oh you did turn him. Down. I don't wanna do it. I appreciate it. But I don't think it's like I don't think it's uh it'll work. Um uh, like a week went by and then she called me when I was in Mexico and, um that happened. She's like, You gotta be weird. Yeah, you, you know, uh the artist that they're putting you with is like a local legend. Um uh it would it's gonna be an honor having to work in there. And then I was like, damn. <laughs> yes, I do <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I through it. Yeah, I should reconsider. So uh, I accepted, and then when I got back from Mexico, late January, I had to do the couches and the as soon as I was soon as I was done with the couches, I worked on these pieces, and they just wanted my my most unique pieces. At uh, first, it was wow. a range between eight to fifteen. I was like, I need to do better. I need to do the most. I need to, like, really showcase my best artwork right here. So every single day, I don't know, for the next 15, 20 days or something like that, I would do these bandana jeans, bandanas all over, or I would do a bandana jacket, or I would do, I don't know if you've seen, my like, crochet jackets. Um, both yep. denim. Oh, yeah, you've seen them. The denim jacket and then this crochet sleeves with a bunch of um, patches from... Um, Mexico and things that I thrifted out here, um, in Florida, and I've done a bunch of those. I'm really proud of those, and they, and then I think the day came where I needed the, to uh to to hand them over to them, and I was just like, I hope we get our, our everything right. I I just like made sure. Do you guys like the work? Do you guys like the work? Like, I just wanted everything to be perfect by my like what I handed in. I'm like oh this is great we love it can't wait for our mannequin to see how it looks um and it was really cool because they would just want information about me or like what what how i work and um similar questions to what we're talking about of like where i get operation my, mm-hmm. my dad and all those um, important facts about last fall and it was really cool because i was like i've never done something like this before where it's it's really gonna be just a whole gal gallery show, of my work. Yeah, and then the day came. It's like I wonder what this is gonna be like. I came kind of early. Uh, oh, so they set it, it up for bad. you. You didn't set up, it I'm up just,
0: on the main. So this was like a su- this was a surprise. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I them. literally just handed handed all my they they're the wow. curators. They're like. Were you nervous about how
0: they were going to curate it I and like how uh-huh. they were going to stage everything? I was everything?
1: like, I hope everything is seen in the proper way. Uh, oh. cause <laughs> yeah. Cause it's in collaboration. Like my artwork is next to the other artist Um, by the name of, um, uh, mm. Lenny, an artist that passed away from, in Gainesville and his artwork uh, is very unique. He has, he draw, he paints a bunch of these, um, characters and some of the characters are very colorful and then the background um, is, isn't is colorful and there's like a contrast there and then sometimes the characters clothes has like an outline and then there's a background inside the clothes so it's kind of cool and I have that correlation of like clothes and colorfulness um, to last call and I was like I hope everything is properly put I'm a little scared like I actually wanted to go in <laughs> Uh, the day that I that I gave them the clothes and just stand up everything with them, and they're like, "Oh no, this is gonna take a while." <laughs> so I couldn't do that, yeah. and uh, I was like, "I just have to have confidence that this is gonna work out." Um, so, so when you walked in, um, what was cool. that?
0: What was that first reaction like? I
1: was stunned of like the the hard work that uh, the curators and Angela and everyone else at the Thomas Center you know, did, it was, it was it, everything that I wanted <laughs> and more, um, as most of my stuff were on mannequins, some of my stuff were hanging and uh, this really cool fashion. And then I had a pair, a pair of pants that were on this like swivel thing on the mannequin bottom. And then it was on the swivel thing. And that was like the entrance. Like that's the first thing you
0: saw. That's so cool.
1: Um, and some of the pieces, um, had this little like QR code that, you scan, then it, it'll take you like to the video of how I made that piece. That well, and wow. I think That's wow. what I wanted. Cause I, I remember I went to, uh, um, the Asheville art museum and then they had a similar thing there. I like, oh, I need to do that. <laughs> um, yeah. so it was, it was interesting. And I loved seeing my stuff in that format cause I've never had pleasure of just like standing back and just like looking at my artwork, like that. Like I've had the opportunity to see my artwork mm. on 30 models at the same time, huddled yeah. up, and that was a crazy, crazy thing as well. But to see it in this building that that just holds last call, and is gonna hold last call until September 9th when the the exhibit is over. It's just, it's, it's a cool feeling knowing that anyone at this moment right now can just walk up in there and just get inspired by what I do and, um, or just enjoy and sit down, you know, have a lunch or something like Mm -hmm. that. And just notice the hard work that I put into every stitch.
0: When you were there looking at your clothes, like you said, it's like a whole different and unique experience for you seeing your clothing in that way, did it did it like inspire you in a different way to make clo- like your own clothing in a way of like a different viewership? Let me, let, I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase mm-hmm. this, but like because you saw it in a different way, did you see your clothing in a different way compared to when you made mm-hmm. it?
1: Yeah. I, Does that make sense? When I ever when I when I start pieces, I don't really like the way it goes. I never really like my pieces. The I'm always like, oh, this is terrible. I'm gonna sit properly. Um, you know, just that, the whole mindset of, like, never good enough and mm. And then in the end, when I tried on, I was like, holy shit. This is fire. So...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love the videos of you trying on your clothes. It's just amazing. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> yeah,
1: but, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it as well. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what I when I just sat there and I just like looked at everything it really it sets me back and I'm just like this is this is the way like it this is the right way like I, I don't think too much of it other than mm. I'm just doing the right thing and I just have to keep going but mm. uh, I just sit there and I'm just like okay let's do more crazy stuff let's just keep pushing that envelope and creating the even weirder and crazier stuff than maybe even you know yeah. do another gallery show or do you know another exhibit uh, or just keep pushing the boundaries of as much as i can possibly do when i see things like that and i just get to appreciate it all you know? Yeah, know that's amazing
0: dude that's so cool um i want to bridge that to what you said before about like seeing it on models like 30 30 mm-hmm. people you recently just had like a runway show yeah. right uh, can you talk to, can you talk to me about Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about that experience. That was your first time having a a runway show? Like, you've never done that I did one
1: last year around March with the same group of people, Layla and uh, this team that she has in Gainesville. They have a store called the Habizar and it's an event space. But uh, they also throw these really unique outdoor events. Um, And Layla is a very dear friend to me, and she always invites me anything that that they do so last year in march or last year i don't remember when but i think two years ago december she's like oh we're gonna do this event in march you know last year on only one or 2022 i mean and um we want you to be a part of it we want you to do you know something crazy because you have cool pieces and i was like oh it's gonna be difficult because i've never you know, now I can make pieces every day. I can make so many pieces a day, and a lot in a week. But back like two years ago, oh man, I I was scared. <laughs> told me I had a runway yeah. show, uh, two weeks, and I needed to fit out you know, uh, ten models. I would be like, what the? F- how am I gonna do that? Like that's not enough time, you know. But now I'm just like, yeah. okay, I'm gonna do this, this piece, I'm gonna do this, and um. That just speaks to the growth that you have
0: and all the dedication the time that you put into it it's truly all about passion and it shows
1: that's the biggest key is like how much um as long as that the passion is there i can pretty much do it sounds corny but i can do anything like it's i can do as much as possible and uh last year when i first got invited to to this runway show that they were putting on it was Thirty, I think it was more. I think it was like 35 people that I had to dress up, and I never did anything like that. I didn't know how to like go about getting these models or anything like that. And I was very lucky that my friend Layla took care of getting all the models, setting wow. all that up. All I had to do was make all the pieces. That's all I had to do. Yeah. And that might sound like it's not hard. Maybe I'm making not. Maybe I'm making it sound like it's not difficult, but that was like the hardest thing. Ever is just figuring out how do I make this many pieces in this much amount of time, and um, I think I only had like a month, um, so I was pushing myself, making you know whatever I could every day, figuring out how to, how I could save time here, how I could save time there, and uh, then the day came, and so the event was the runway show within like our uh, with art performance of this whole like staged play. Uh, and I was a part of this play. I was sewing this jacket for the event during this play. And, um, wow. Oh no, did it cut out again? No, I'm here. No,
0: sorry to cut out again, but we were just talking about, so the first, uh, the first event you were sewing for the play kind of continue, continue on that path.
1: I was sewing for, for this play while um, my models were walking. So unfortunately, I didn't get to see these 30, mo- 30 plus models in my clothes. I forgot to go backstage. And I forgot to see them all together. Uh, it was an unfortunate case. <laughs> but I get did get to see everyone walk. So mm-hmm. that was really cool. I was like, okay. And when you see things in a new light like that, when when you just have that many people just walk in your clothes. You're just like, okay next time maybe I should do change that outfit or change those pants or change that or maybe I should try this. And it really gives gives you like a new set of eyes, you know, mm. when you're able to see things in that format because then you can figure out how to do, you know, whole outfits together. And uh, that's what I want to push towards as well as just making outfits. But back to this, um it was it was it was a lot of fun. And then they also had another event later in the year, um, last year in Uh, November, if I'm not mistaken. 2022,
0: so like a couple months ago?
1: Okay. And I also had to make a bunch of clothes, um, but this time it was a bunch of outerwear, a bunch of like, um, hoodies. So because of that first one way show, I learned how to make these a lot quicker. I learned how to do the techniques. And then that prepared me for this next show because I was able to make hoodies out of like these wool blankets that were vintage. Mm. I learned how to make lining. Um, I learned, uh, you know, I I could get any fabric from Goodwill as long as it's like three yards and make a hoodie out of it and in a you 30, 40 minutes now. So, wow. that was really cool. And then I would just push that and blow forward and make these really cool sweaters out of um, other material. <clears throat> I made a, a sweater out of a vintage Betty Boop uh, <laughs> rug, not rug like a like a yeah, I think it was a rug or something like that. And it was super cool. It was one of my favorite pieces. And if I didn't do that show uh, earlier in the year. I wouldn't have been able to to push forward and make pieces like that and uh then when the vet came and i had all my pieces ready again Layla took care of all the models i just had to you know fit them up it wasn't as many i think it was 15 or 20 for this one but this time i did like get to see everyone together uh and it was really cool i was just like stunned i'm always stunned of the amount of work i put in when it's all said and done and i just see everyone and everything yeah because that's it's 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 really it really is just a bunch of like 30 people wearing last call, or i mean 20 to 15 to 20 people wearing last call. it was very unique it was very um on like it it was something that i haven't seen before and i was just like i i I just want to keep doing more i guess all i am so cool
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and then tell me about this most recent one that you just did. Yeah.
1: So this most recent one, uh, they wanted to throw like a little mini festival, um, and it was still in Gainesville, but it was like on the outsider, like on the outskirts of Gainesville, um, because they just wanted more space. And it was, it's called the Big Show, so it was like circus themed. And they have had a lot of um, people dressed up as clowns, and you know, people on stilts and. Uh, people with, uh, costumes and very unique stuff. So my pieces that are very, um, unique in its own right, like really spoke to that as well. And Layla yeah, was like, oh, you're here, we need you to do this, we want you to be a part of it. And I will like, say less, just tell me when and I'll make as many pieces as possible. And, uh, I'm, I. I went to work like as soon as I made that <laughs> or as soon as I Finish the couches. Um, I think I started it immediately. Cause mm. I, I was just like, it's go time. like, I need to focus on this as, you know, as soon yeah. as possible. And, uh, there's been learning more. I have this thing called the surger that, that just, uh, finishes all the raw edges properly on every piece. So I've mm. been using that a lot more and I've been making these like long sleeve, um, shirts so i would take the sleeves like if this was one of them i would take the sleeve off of this and then add a bunch of like scrap pieces that i have a bunch of other shirts that i cut up and just add that sleeves and maybe add like a flame or two <clears throat> and i can make three or four of those in a day nice. and um i'd push that or i would uh do what i did like i did this uh i guess i could show one right now. i had a couple camo pieces so i added these orange flames that I dyed onto these camo pieces and I made a couple of these. This is, I'm from a country town. So like, nice, yeah, it, fits. So it just works. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the flames are also like a signature of yours. Yeah. Like you have a, I, I think, uh, uh-huh. I have a, I have a crew neck or I have a a sweater that has flames on it as well. Um, so I got a, I got a signature piece.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to know where those flames came from? Yeah, hundred percent. So there is this um, barbecue um, place, smoked barbecue place, uh, in the nearest town, Oviedo, and it's I always passed it, always passed it, you know, because it's the nearest town. Every time that I wanted to go to like Publix or Walmart or something, this would happen all mm-hmm. so that way. And it was right on the corner. It was like a little mom and pop place. And on the outside to signify that it was like, um, i cooked or whatever they had flames on the building, but they were really, wow. really unique flames. I've never seen that kind of pattern. And I remember I stopped, I went to the building and I took a picture. I'm like, Oh, I think I might do something with this. And I, <laughs> so there was somebody in the window and I was just like, I'm just taking a picture of, of the flames. <laughs> uh and i dipped and um i went home and i designed the first stencil and it wasn't the best but i think i like um worked on it as i kept doing them and then eventually i made the perfect one where i can make a bunch of planes it's
0: really cool it's like your thing now yeah it's so cool um Dude, it's so cool here in the runway stories and in the gallery. Uh, it's it's got to be such an amazing feeling seeing all the work you put in and then just like not sitting back and relaxing and watching, but, but being able to be like an observer of your art in that way. It's got to be such a cool feeling. Like from the first show that you did, the first runway to what you just did this past weekend, uh-huh. like how do you think you've grown in that year as a person or as an artist? Or how do you think your clothing has changed in that year?
1: Oh, man, I've, I've learned uh, to be very patient with myself and with others. I've learned communication is very important, you know. Mm. Um, I've learned how to make more patterns when it comes to pieces. Um, I've pushed the boundaries on like how many pieces I can make per day. My communication skills are better. I'm not as afraid to, to start a project. That's the most important thing. I'm not afraid. Um, That's it's
0: amazing. Yeah, it, it seems like a lot of these things were like, you were nervous about stepping out of your comfort zone, but each time you did it, it ended up being a, an amazing experience for you. And then inevitably you start getting more comfortable pushing yourself out of that comfort zone
1: yeah that's the uh, that is the best part about all this is getting outside of that comfort zone and just um feeling that i can attempt and uh hopefully achieve and if not then it's not meant to be you know it's just not um but to achieve is the goal and then we we apply that to as many things as possibly want um uh not to say like everything is always perfect when i have to mention at the end closer to the end of of my friends festival when i had my lounge area i had a, i had my setup right everything i envisioned this for months right had it all ready and then everyone everyone's having a great time are playing i'm having a great conversation um The runway is over, you know, everything is going well so far. I'm expecting the huge crowd to come by when the event is over, you know. A huge gust of wind comes by. Like I'm telling you, huge and like uh, abruptly out of nowhere. Couldn't even prepare. (laughs) Um, It blows the tent and it's like it's about to fly away. And then the nearest people that that are on the couch, they they hold on to it, the canopy. I mean, if I didn't say that, they hold on to the canopy. And then I have these mannequins. My mannequins fall down. The TV falls down. Everything oh, starts to fall down. The clothing rack falls. The other clothing rack falls. Everything is just like <laughs> instantly falling apart. And, uh... <laughs> I'm just like, damn. And I'm literally just like, in my head, like, fuck, fuck, like, uh, I wanted this to go the right way. And then, um, I was just thankful for the people that were around because without their help, I wouldn't have been able to, uh, break down. Cause I had it cause the wind wouldn't stop. Like, there was no way yeah. we could, con- like, this place could continue in the, the safest way possible. Um, so, you know, I, with the help of others, we decided to just take everything down. Move it into the nearest like, uh, there's like a little warehouse outside of this space that we were at. So I just threw everything in there, and I was like, "Damn!" And and by this time, Zach Fox is performing. I was like, well, "Let's just enjoy the rest of the night, you know, yeah. go see Zach Fox." I'm like, "Is that really how we end this night?" Um, <laughs> so my mind is like, "Nah, they can go all enjoy every you know everyone that helped me. That's cool." Uh, but me, I'm gonna prepare. I'm gonna prepare my best pieces. Go to the backstage, um, and wait for Zach to come down. You know. <clears throat> so I grab my best pieces. I run backstage. I tell my friend, "Where where do I wait for him?" She's like, "Back there." Um, and I'm like, "Damn! How do I make this even better?" Get a rack. Go back. To this mm. thing. I grab my rack. I put my clothes on the rack. How do I make this even better? Grab the mirror. So I go back. I grab the mirror. I I see what you're doing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm just sitting there. There's about five minutes left. I'm like, okay, this is what I want. I gotta just keep pursuing. You know, there's, you know, when something bad happens, you just gotta. How does that thing go? Get back on the horse or whatever. I get back on the horse, and I'm just like waiting for Zach to come down. And um, a couple of my friends were wearing some pieces too of mine. And they're like, oh, we told Zach. He fucks with it. I'm like, all right. Well, I'm already in. I just need to, I just need to like be here. I need to show the pieces. So he comes down and, and then adapts me up. And I'm like, real quick, I have some clothes for you. And then as conversations go, there's a lot more people. And he strays off. And I'm like, okay. How do I get him back? So persistence. Have- Interrupts his conversation. I'm like, I don't mean to interrupt, but before this gets chaotic because there's a lot more people showing up i want to show you these pieces real quick um and he's like oh your last call you made you know so and so's pieces my homie jordy's jacket and my homie um, levi's jeans uh yeah i thrift i gave him the whole spiel that i gave you i made i i alter clothes i um go thrifting and i find a lot of vintage fabrics and I'm from this small country town. Like, oh, that's dope. I'm from, you know, forget what he said, but he's also from a similar place that isn't like a city. It's just you know, out of nowhere. And uh he likes the camo pieces. So I gave him uh so he grabbed the sweater and he grabbed a pair of pants. <laughs> and I'm like, it's yours as long as you wear it. Um <laughs> he's like, oh. he said, he said, I'm a, ba- I'm gonna make that bitch fit. <laughs> if it do fit, I'm gonna make that bitch fit. And I'm just like, all right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So that was really cool. I love, I he, love said that. This, he said this thing where he's like, and I don't fuck with nobody's clothes. Mm. And I'm just like, all right. Well, this is cool. This is a great conversation. Um, this was definitely worth my canopies flying in yes. and the yeah. all the all in all the end
0: is that it turned out to oh. be a great story and whatever something bad happened just keep going keep pushing yeah. be persistent and oh. it'll oh. turn out good yeah thank that's a great story man um, yeah. that's so cool <laughs> yeah. yeah i got two last questions for you okay uh the first one is you keep mentioning these couches obviously i know about these couches but yeah. for people that don't who the hell commissioned you to make oh, a
1: couch? <laughs> um yeah, so my friend Jahi, uh another great friend um from Gainesville, is also one of the co owners of um The Anvia, the group that put on uh, this festival. So it's all connected. Uh he commissioned me. We we actually talked about it last year, I think earlier late December. And she's like, yo, I'm moving into this new space with my brother. I'm like, I was thinking maybe if you wanted to do these couches, I don't have to do some of these pictures of these couches. And I'm just like, dude, I've been wanting to alter some couches. <laughs> so cool. For the last two years. Thank you. Yes. Early next year, let's do it. Um, And then I got back from Mexico January 19th. I had a couple commissions that I had to I had to do your jacket. And I had to do a couple other pieces. And then soon after, I was on my way to Gainesville <clears throat> to see what this was all about. I brought as many tools as I thought I would need to take apart a couch. I've never I've never taken apart a couch. For anyone that's watched, I've never done a couch before. So <laughs> it was a um, very scary moment. Um and then I get to the house, his brother Curry daps me up. Uh I, uh Jahi, the one that commissioned, the dude that commissioned me was actually there. 'Cause he's working in my he always works in my So his brother Curry invited me in, instantly saw the couches. I'm like, All right, this is cool. How do I figure this out? I flipped them upside down. <clears throat> and I'm like, okay, these are just screws. Let me just unscrew this. And then I knew that there was gonna be staples, because there's always staples yes. on, on couches. But the amount of staples, <laughs> oh my bro, I it took me a day. A single to get, yeah. staples out of these two couches. It was crazy. Um, So, did that. And I brought, <clears throat> for the last six years, I've been stockpiling not only clothes, but all the scraps that I cut, mm-hmm. everything that I use. Well, the most unique ones, <clears throat> like if it's very colorful or this floral, if it's vintage. Yeah. For the last six years, and then I, it was like three or four bags. And then I dumped them all on the ground um, where the couches were. Um, and I was like, okay. I I, the couch, I had the fabrics off the couch. Everything's off. I figured out how I'm going to, well, mentally I was preparing myself. How am how I going to put this back together? But I figured out how to take it off. So I was like, okay, if I did it like this, I could do it like this. Anyway, I laid down the fabrics, <clears throat> and I had to do what's called. Um, I had to add sticky adhesive um, to all of the fabrics. So I would lay them down on this table, spray this on the mm-hmm. backs on the wrong side, the back of the fabric. Yep. And stick it on to the um, fabric of the couch. Right. So that process took me. I don't even so long like four or five days just to do that um because it was a lot like i it was it wasn't like big cuts of fabric there was little yeah they were yeah yeah all over um because i want to make it really big. and uh, that took a while so that process was over and i'm thankful for the friends that came by
0: I saw in your story you had people come out and help you.
1: Jordy, yeah. um, it's crazy. Uh, Xavier, um, Oliver, um, uh, Alex too. Uh, they all came by, helped me with that process, and um, and it was about stitching. Oh my god, um, stitching was uh, it gives me chills. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the most difficult things because. I had to sew in the middle of the fabric and the space between my sewing machine and my needle is not, it's like this much. And I had to fit yeah. like yards of that in between that space. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So to do that, it was, it was a lot of work and it was a lot of um, stress on my hands too. I kept yeah. going until so I, I couldn't keep going. I would start at like 9am, finish at like, 11 or 12 so i couldn't keep going like my seat would be killing me my hands would be killing me but i was like all right you're learning like, you got to keep yeah. It's a difficult thing but keep going you can't give up there's like you've been wanting to make a couch and you have two couches like this is more than what you wanted so just keep going um and what was supposed to be four days of remaking the these couches turned into 10 days it was a learning curve. Yeah. So I do that and I step back. I do the first couch. I put it all together. Um my friends are there. <clears throat> and they're like, How do you feel? And I'm just like, like I didn't even make this couch. Like I just bought this in New York City and they just about <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> It was was really cool because I still to this day, when I look at it and see them, I'm just like, man, I didn't do this. Like somebody with a lot of mental power and, you know, creativity did this. Because if they're dude, they're wild. There's so many pieces of fabric on these couches. And then I did the second one and I'm just like, man. Again. (laughs) (laughs) uh, oh my gosh every time I walk into their crib I'm just like oh man these are so
0: dope these are so crazy Um, yeah when I first saw them it was like this dude is making couches now like what the hell (laughs) it's so crazy dude uh, that's like going from I mean the fact that you're doing clothing you do the couch like the sky's the limit with what is possible with what you can create and uh, seeing the couches only prove that like what you've been doing over the past couple years is like prepared you to start doing just wild things that you haven't even thought of. And I, I'm so excited to see what you do. Um, I, I got one last question for you. Okay. And this could be like a short answer. Um, could be like a, you know, a couple sentences or so, but like the way I usually like to end this podcast is um, say you're sitting across the table Could be you're having coffee with uh, that younger version of you. When Drex and all those friends, you move into that house, and they're like, you should start this clothing brand. You're sitting across from that younger version of you. What advice would you give that that version of you? (laughs) Uh,
1: That's a great question. What would I tell myself? How long ago was that? That was... Six seven years ago, I was like 18, 19. What would I tell Joes? What would I tell young Joes? Um, you know, be around the people that are, um, like actually there for you. I feel like that's one big important thing because people come and go, and um, I want. I always. I would tell myself, yeah, like yo, just be around those people that are just always there. They they are big key, you know. Um, Maybe tell them to exercise more. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Uh, I mean, he he was doing the right stuff. Everything happens for a reason. Like everything comes. That's what
0: a lot of people actually say too. Is like. I don't have too much advice because like the struggles that i went through made me who i am so like allow like just telling that younger version like just keep pushing no matter what obstacles just keep going
1: pretty much like i yeah i wouldn't as many things good and bad happen everything like you said everything happened for a reason and it all it's going the way it's supposed to go no matter what you know mm. basically amazing fucking working <laughs>
0: Thank you, man. Uh, yep. Well, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, Ooh, where can where can people find you, your website, Instagram? Share that real quick for us.
1: All right. Weird name.
0: Um... <laughs> yeah, it is.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's so funny whenever I tell people, they're like, oh, what's the Instagram? And I'm like, well, here it is.
1: <laughs> so it's Fuck Last Call. And the reason it's Fuck Last Call is because I believe I should not take myself too seriously. And there's always people that aren't going to like things so if i'm the first person to be like go fuck last call fuck that brand you know then no one can hurt me you know it's it's just a name it's just a brand not everything's so deep but if for anyone that cares enough to like go see the clothes go see the couches go see you know everything that we just talked about fuck last call on ig and then my website's the same book amazing well thank you for coming
0: on today it was a real pleasure dude i B- big big fan of your stuff. Really thank you for coming on. So thank you everyone for listening. I will see you next time. Have a great day. Peace out. Musicbed has been my favorite resource for finding music for all of my videos, and now with my podcast, it has been my favorite place to find my intro and outro music. With over 40,000 curated songs available for licensing for any podcast, the music that they have on their roster will help elevate your story and whatever you're trying to share on your podcast. Finding music is also extremely easy with their browse and search tools. Use anything from genre, mood to advanced filters like BPM and key. Playlists from your favorite creatives are also an amazing tool. Some of my favorite playlists include chill, hip hop, ambient, cinematic. These are just a few examples of some of the playlists that you can find. And if you still need help finding what you need, Musicbed's team can help you with their complimentary song searches. Hear the difference for yourself and sign up for a free account. Use the code CARLO at checkout and receive one month free when you purchase a podcast subscription. Thank you, Musicbed. So that's all we got for you today. Thanks again for listening to the show. Hopefully you found it beneficial and entertaining. I'd like to encourage you all to share this episode with a friend and leave a review on whatever platform you're using. And as always, thanks again. See you next time.